Hey, thanks for joining me here on another episode of About Fate. We are in a new year, 2023. Wow, it sounds weird still saying, but happy new year to everybody that's joining and listening to this episode of this podcast. And remember to like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening on. Um, I am ready to get into uh, this new year, ready to get into the Word of God, ready to talk about different topics and have, hopefully we have some great testimonies lined up and hopefully we could uh, also have some other great like topics and things we could talk about this year. So uh, I, I appreciate all of your support and I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this year and I started off and I was thinking about I was going to be clever. I was going to say oh, new year, new you and I was going to talk from Colossians 3, uh, 1 through 17 and I kind of had it. I was like, hey, we're going to talk about seek God and his kingdom first. And, and I was going to talk to you about how it's so easy to get caught up in seeking out the things down here. And 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 it, and it the reason it's so easy is because, of course, we have needs for things down here. Right. We need water. We need food. Um, we need shelter. It's a bunch of things we actually need down here. And I was going to make sure that I tried to. Uh, related that message, but uh, uh, but and that, that it's okay, right? It's okay to want to live a a a life down here and uh, uh, um, have a good life down here, and that's fine. Uh, the Bible never condemns people for wanting to be wealthy or have a wealthy life, but what the Bible does condemn is they condemn uh, uh, pride in being wealthy and trusting in your riches. When we read uh, uh, over in, I believe it's 2 Timothy, uh, it talks about the pride that people have from uh, uh, trusting in their riches. Um, so I was going to talk to you all about, at least what I thought I was going to talk about, uh, our goal and what our aim should be. We should be Christ-centered. Uh, we should be aiming to seek a closer walk with God. I, I had it all planned out on what I was going to say. Uh, Colossians 3 talks about if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Don't just seek things that you can get down here, the houses, the cars, but seek those things that are above. Set your affection on things above and not on things of earth. And it talks about, it goes on to talk about how we should be putting on uh, uh, the new man, right? We should, we should, we should mortify your the members which are upon this earth, fornication, uncleanness, and ordered affection, evil, uh, uh, covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God coming on the children of this disobedience. It says, but now you also put off all these. He said things that are not just sinful, because you have people that are children of God, they walk with God, but sometimes our attitudes just isn't right. And it says that uh, we should also put off these anger, wrath. <laughs> we should put off wrath and anger and and and, and blasphemy and, and 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 filthy communication out. Of your mouth. In other words, he's telling us there are things we have to uh, get rid of if we expect to uh, uh, grow higher in God, if we expect to do better in our walk with Christ. He's saying there are some things that we ourselves are going to have to put off. And again, he says we have to put off those uh, extra waste anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, that dirty language. We have to get rid of 
all of those things. But he says there's some things you have to put on. Don't just take off some things, but just some things you have to put on. And I think a lot of times these are areas that we all can struggle in and we, we all struggle in and we all can do better. He says to put on kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. I know a lot of times we go through our day, we go through our life and society has taught us to be very anxious and we don't have any patience. And uh, um, because people are so concerned with themselves, people are not kind and, and, and we're not gentle in the way we handle other people. I know I can have moments where I'm not uh, gentle in my handling of other people, but he's saying that's what we should do. And trust me, again, this is all the things that I had in my mind I wanted to talk about. And the reason why we should be like this is because it's going to show who Christ is. Christ dwells in us and we are going to show the world that Christ is in us. And it's not just based on our attire. It's not just based on how we look, but it's based on how we handle people how we handle even our brothers and our sisters in Christ. That's what I was going to talk about. New year, new you, and all this great stuff. But it hit me. I started watching these uh, videos, and uh, I'm a person that likes sneakers. So I saw people having sneaker videos of things that are going to come out this year. I saw people talking about uh, fitness goals and challenges and 75-day challenges and things like that. And I'm not a big person that makes a uh, resolution each year because when I see something that's wrong in my life, I take a, uh, I, I believe you should fix it then. If it's September, why do I need to wait till January the 1st to change my eating habits or wait to January the 1st uh, to, to change my spending habits? If I see an issue, um, I go to fix that issue right then. So as I was meditating on the word of God, and God began to speak to me and started to talk about, I started to think about uh, as much as we're seeing uh, people talk about all of their goals and all these plethora of goals that are being made for 2023. I looked around and I didn't see too many people talking about spiritual goals. Didn't see uh, a, a spiritual list that was being made for 2023. And as people of God, so uh, I believe that we should always aim to walk closer to God, uh, uh, to understand God better, to try to be more and more like Christ. So uh, I began to meditate on that in the spirit. I'm going to tell you what the spirit gave to me. I just want to give those same things to you. And these can be all of our, all of our spiritual goals for 2023. We're going to start with the first one. The first one, the theme of this, of these goals is just going to be, be intentional, be intentional. And I'm talking about your spiritual life. I'm not talking about uh, be intentional uh, uh, out in the, in, for those worldly things, but let's be intentional First and foremost, number one, with our prayer life. The Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faint. That's Luke 18 and 1. In other words, we must be persistent and intentional when we pray. We have to be intentional and persistent when we pray. When you look at that story, the Bible talks about uh, uh, this person who had an adversary and she was going before an unjust judge. But she continued uh, to be persistent in her pursuit of justice. And just as way, and just as this woman was uh, persistent in trying to get justice and trying to be defended, that's the same way we ought to be in our prayer life. We ought to be persistent. And nobody that I know that's persistent in anything 
is not intentional about it. People that uh, were persistent in their goal to try to make it to the NBA or make it to the NFL or try to make it in Hollywood, they were persistent. In other words, they were intentional with their actions each and every day about doing something, about uh, committing themselves to a work ethic that was going to get them to that goal that they were trying to attain. And a lot of times we want to see God move in our realm. We want to see God move in our neighborhoods, on our jobs, in our family. But have we been intentional and persistent with our prayer life? Most people, what they do is they get in a habit of praying out of routine. Yeah, that that there's no meaning behind their prayer. They have these ready-made prayers that they say, uh, but there's no meaning behind it. That's just all out of routine. And we wonder why God isn't answering our prayers. We're wondering why God is come, isn't coming through on our behalf because the Bible say you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. You ask because you're doing it wrongly to consume upon your own lust. There's no faith behind your prayer. You don't really trust God that God will be able to do it. So why would we even pray? That's not effective praying. That's not uh, uh, intentional praying. We are going to, we are praying with the wrong attitude. And this year we ought to be different. We ought to be intentional with our prayer life. The Bible, what, what, I guess the next question would be, so what can I pray about? If I'm going to be intentional about my prayers, what is it that I can pray about? And in Mark 11 and 24, it tells us that we can pray for anything. We can pray for anything. And if I can pray for anything, that means that I can pray about everything. I can talk to God about it, the job that's stressing me out. What's wrong with my relationship with my spouse? Why me and my siblings aren't getting along? Why me and my friends are experiencing friction? Not, not only those things, but of course, the things we already know about healing that's needed in the land. Salvation for sinners. We can pray about anything and everything God wants us to talk to him about it. He wants us to come to him and let him lead us and guide us on those things. So we can talk to God about anything. Let's look at some effective uh, prayer methods if we're going to be intentional about our prayer. I can, I can pray and ask God. I can't just pray and ask God to do anything and ask God to come through on my behalf if I'm still committed to being a sinner. I know that's not a popular thing to say because we're all sinners. That's what they're going to say. We're all sinners. We all just, we all sin each and every day. So, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible teaches in John 9, 31, that God doesn't even listen to sinners. So if we're all sinners, he's listening to none of us. I can't say that God hears anybody when they pray, but that's not what the word of God says. The Bible says that everybody's not a sinner. He says that so that that, that obviously can't be what he's talking about uh, when we when we when we read the word of God. Everybody's not a sinner. Obviously, a person can be a person uh, can live, save and doesn't have to sin on their day to day life. John said, but he will hear those who do his will and worship him. In other words, somebody that's not willing to take down from the standard of the word of God, somebody that's willing to live holy, somebody that's willing to live according to his will, and then also worship him. You worship him by living according to his will, by doing what he says do. The Bible even teaches us 
that there's that that that, that there remains no sacrifice sin for sin if you're going to willfully sin. You have people that wake up every day willing try, with a plan, organized plan to sin, and they expect God to hear their prayers. No, we can't expect God to hear our prayers or do anything. We can't expect our prayers to be effective if we are still committed to being a sinner. If we expect to uh, God also to answer our prayers, uh, we must pray accord. We must pray according to His will. Matthew six and thirty three says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and our hearts desire our will should be uh, 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 to see His will done on earth as it is in heaven." We should be looking to God. We should be looking to him for him, his will to be done first. If we seek first the kingdom of righteousness, if we seek first after God's will, God will meet each and every one of our needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness of God and his righteousness, his will, his way. And everything else, he'll give you what you need. He'll give you what you need. He knows what everything that we need, and he'll give us exactly what we need. So the first that first point is be intentional with your prayer life. Be intentional. Don't just get into a routine of doing, I have to get this time in, or I have to do this because I know it's right. I'm going to feel bad if I don't pray. No, but be intentional with your prayer life. The next point I wanted to make was uh, uh, be intentional with your study of the word of God. Be intentional with your study of the word of God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 and 15, to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Knowing the word, let me tell you why that's important. Knowing the word helps us when the enemy comes. I don't know if you're new to, to this Christian life. I don't know if you've, been, if you've been on it for a while. This may not be news to you, but we have an enemy who the Bible says he desires to sift us as wheat. The Bible says he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. devour. He does not want you to make it into heaven and he's going to do everything in his power to stop you and one thing you can do to help yourself to guard your heart to fight back is to be intentional with your study of the word of God and know what the word of God says let's take a look at Luke chapter 4 in verse 1 in verse 1 of Luke chapter 4 the Bible begins to read and it starts off by saying and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. That's why it's important. If you read that, that's important to know. It's important for you to read the word of God because you'll understand that being in his will will sometimes lead you into some places that you never expected. It'll lead you into some wilderness places. The Bible said that Jesus was being full of the spirit, was led into the wilderness. Being in his will is going to take us to some great places. I believe that when preachers say that, I amen it because it's 100% true. 
But being in his woods also going to lead you to some places that you never would have thought of. And I'm not talking about the mountaintop. Sometimes it's going to lead you right into a wilderness situation. It's going to take you through some wilderness experiences on the, on the same pathway to those great places that, that the preachers talk about. I don't want you to miss that on the, on the way to power, on the way to walking in the spirit, the power of the spirit, Jesus had to go through the wilderness. So it's important for us to know the word of God because it teaches us how we can deal with our enemy when he comes. When you read this chapter, you see Jesus dealing with Satan. The Bible doesn't say he shouted about it. The Bible doesn't say he danced when Satan came. But what he did, what he did here in his battle with the enemy, he used the word of God. He gave us a blueprint on how we can defeat the enemy when he comes. And it's important for us to study, to show ourselves, to prove, because when testing time comes, we have to know the word of God. And I started to think about that. And the reason why so many people find themselves year after year, season after season, still wandering around in, in, in a spiritual wilderness place. Is because they're too busy trying to dance their way out or praise their way out or do all of this when he literally gave you the blueprint on how to make the devil leave you for a season. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. If you resist him, he'll flee from you. But the only way you're able to resist him and fight back is you must know the word of God. So we have to be intentional with our studying of the word of God. And the reason why we have to know the word of God, it's very important. The Bible teaches in 2 Peter 2 that just like there were false prophets in Israel, there's going to be false teachers among us. And we see it every day. He said they're going to be, they're going to cleverly teach destructive heresies. They're going to use the word of God and they're going to twist it to cause you to stumble. Everybody that's in a pulpit is not trying to see you make it to heaven. Everybody that's in the pulpit is not trying to see you grow deeper in a, in, a, in, a, in a place with God. So you have to know what it is that the word of God says so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We see in Luke, we see this in Luke chapter four. After the devil couldn't get Jesus with the first two temptations, he tries to switch it up. Verse 10, the Bible says that the devil now speaking to Jesus again, trying to tempt him. Now he says he starts his uh, 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 he starts his temptation off or whatever he's going to say. He starts it off by saying it is written and it doesn't matter what came after that. But I want you to notice how he didn't form a question. He didn't say, is it written? No, he didn't say uh, I was trying to remember. He, he, he didn't he didn't ask. He made a declaration, a statement about the word of God to the word of God. He said that it is written. And see, so you have to be know the word of God and be intentional with your study and knows what and know what it says, because they are already among us. And if not, you will be duped. You'll be bamboozled. You'll be swindled into believing something uh, that's not true about the word of God. And if Jesus, if he's going to come to the word himself, 
and try to pervert scripture and try to use scripture wrongly. He's letting you know that this is going to happen to you. The enemy is going to try to use the same thing. And if you want to find your way on the wrong end, all you have to do is not study, not actually read the word of God. But if you want to be able to fight the enemy, you have to know what the word of God says. And the Bible says after these temptations, Satan left him for a season and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. The reason why some people are not experiencing that power, because again, they're still wandering around in that spiritual wilderness because they have not learned to fight the devil the way God intended for us to fight him. And I want to say that even though you're in the wilderness, you can train while you're still in the wilderness. Say, hey, enemy, you may have got round one. Enemy, you may have gotten round two, but you won't get me in round three because I'm going to be intentional with my study of the word of God. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was be intentional with your worship. Be intentional with your worship. John 4 and 23 says, but the time is coming and it's here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. The father is looking for those who will worship him that way. He's looking for people that are willing to worship him in spirit. And in truth, I'm going to tell you what he's not looking for. He's not looking for the person that has the best dance, the person that has the best looks, has the best voice, has the best outfits. He's not even looking for the person with the best church, uh, with the perfect uh, uh, church attendance rating. But he's looking for true worshipers. Now, I'm going to disclaim, that doesn't mean don't go to church because I believe in being at church. I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm just telling you, he's not looking for church goers. He's looking for true worshipers. He's looking for people that are authentic, real, sincere people who are willing to worship him. And that means with their whole life. The Bible says we must worship him. That's what it says right here in spirit. So if I'm going to be a true worshiper, that's the level that, I, that this worship has to occur. It has to occur at in spirit. You must come to God in complete. That's what it's saying. You must come to God in complete sincerity. And I don't know anyone who's sincere about anything who's not intentional about it. I looked up a definition of this word sincere and it had a definition unto, uh, uh, that means wholeheartedly devoted without reservation. And I thought about that. People, you have people out here who are trying to serve God who are not completely devoted to him. In other words, they, they're out here trying to serve God, but they're keeping a, a plan B. They're out here trying to live for God, but they're also trying to keep in touch with the world. They're trying to have a, a, a backup plan. They're still texting the world. They're still calling the world. And they're still all on the world's IG and in the world's inbox, but he's saying that if you want to have a true relationship with me, if you want to be sincere with me, if you want to uh, 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 grow in me, if you want to experience the fullness of God, he said that I'm seeking for people that are, are going to worship me in spirit and in truth, people that are sincerely willing to give up their whole life for me who don't have a fallback plan. The Bible even says that no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back Looking back, looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I thought about 
John chapter 6, when he fed the 5,000, the Bible says they, they get up and they leave. The Bible said these people, they looked and they didn't see the ships of Jesus. So they began to find ships themselves and they went across the water in search of Jesus until they found him. They found him. They wanted him. They wanted him. They saw the blessings and they was like, man, we can't live without this man. They went searching for him, found him. Jesus begins to talk. He begins to teach and he begins to teach about eating his flesh and drinking his blood and how, in other words, you have to eat the whole thing of Jesus, not just the parts you want, not just the blessings part, not just the healings part, but you also have to take part in the part that talks about being sanctified, the part that talks about being holy. It, it's not just the, the dessert. But you also have to get those vegetables and those uh, that, that those carbs in. You have to get those good things in. You can't just have the sweets and call yourself a child of God. The Bible says when he starts to talk like this, that the people begin to turn away greedy. Many of them left. They didn't even want to stay anymore. And the Bible says that Jesus... I believe it's in that same chapter of John 6, I believe it's the 64th verse. It says that Jesus knew anyways. He knew these people's heart anyways that they didn't want to, to, to really be uh, in him. They didn't want to really follow him. So might as well be with, you might as well be real with him and be intentional and be sincere in your worship because he already knows anyways. And I love it because he turns to Peter and he begins to ask him, will you all also go? Looking at the 12, will y'all go? Will, are you going to leave just like the rest of these people left? And he said, where are we going to go? You have the words of life. When you come to God, you cannot have a plan B. You cannot have a backup plan, a fallback plan. But if you really expect to see the fullness of God in your life, you really expect to see the glory of God in your life, you're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to be sincere in your worship and your living for him. So that's what I wanted to admonish you on this year. Three things. Be intentional with your prayer life. Be intentional with your study of the word of God and be intentional with your worship for the Lord. I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of About Faith. I think we got off to a really good start. And until next time, God bless. We're going to roll the outro. <laughs>